One of the things that always strikes me as we go through this service and we hear the many different words that Jesus spoke from the cross is just how much activity took place while Jesus was on the cross. You just think about all the things that were going on leading up to Jesus' time on the cross, his, his arrest, uh, his trial overnight before the, the Jewish leaders, then his trial before Pilate. It seems like there's already so much that has happened. The, the crown of thorns that was crushed into his skull, the, the floggings he received. But then even when you get to the cross, even as he hangs there on the cross, there's, there's so much activity. You're going to hear in this next word from the cross as we've extended it out just to contain some of the context you're going to see some of that activity you're going to see how darkness enveloped the whole land in the very middle of the day jesus he cries out not in the greek language that was the common language that everyone spoke but he cries out in aramaic his people's language elui elui the masabachthani of people who mock and ridicule Jesus. And someone runs, grabs a, grabs a sponge and fills it with something for him to drink. Wine vinegar. Take some of that pain away so that he can maybe speak again. And then the next words that come out of Jesus' mouth, he's given enough moisture to wet his lips. He's, he's given enough sustenance to just strengthen himself for one last push with a loud cry that later we're going to hear John explain what that loud cry was. It is finished. And then with that loud cry, he he breathed his last breath and still there's activity. There's a Roman centurion there who's been watching the whole time. And he says, surely this was the Son of God. But it wasn't just him. There's, there's all this activity. There's, there's these women who are there, his mother, the disciples, the, the Jewish leaders are there watching, all these people that watch and, and they listen and they mock and they ridicule and they ponder and they pray and they wonder and they think. There's all this activity going on that, that sometimes maybe we miss this one phrase that we're going to have in our reading. If you want to take a look, it's verse 38. And there in verse 38, Mark writes for us that the curtain in the temple tore in two from top to bottom, completely separated and it's just one little sentence and it's so easy for us to maybe just kind of read over that with all the things that are going on on the cross and all the things that Jesus is suffering and all the things that Jesus is saying. Maybe we just read that line and, and it doesn't maybe make an impact on us, but for the Jewish people of that time, the temple was so important. The, the temple was the center of their life of their religion. 
It was the center of everything. And, and even though this was, this was the third temple that had been built because the previous two had been destroyed, they had been destroyed because of the disobedience of God's people, the rebellion that had led to that destruction, still it was an important place. It was such an important place because way back many centuries before, God had promised to his people that it was in the temple, the temple that Solomon would build that would be in Jerusalem, that would be the place where he would put his own name. That would be the place where God himself would dwell. And so inside that temple, there was the most holy place. And it was separated from all the rest by this massive curtain. A separation that needed to be there to separate unholy people from a holy, righteous, and perfect God. Because if God was really going to dwell on earth, if he was going to be there among his people as holy and righteous and almighty, no one could go into that place. At least not unless they followed God's very detailed, specific directions. Only one person on one day out of the whole entire year would go into that place, would go past that curtain. And only after new clothes had been put on, only after sacrifices had been made, only after blood had been shed, because sinful people cannot approach a holy God. And when Jesus died, that curtain ripped in half. That separation was taken away. Because Jesus was God dwelling among people. Jesus was God being present for his people. And God created a new place where we meet him, where all people can meet him. Not in that temple made by human hands, that temple in Jerusalem, but that temple right there. Or at least what that one represents, the cross of Christ. Because Jesus was that sacrifice. And Jesus' blood was the blood that was shed so that we could enter into God's presence. The blood that was shed to cover over us, to clothe us anew with righteousness and holiness by God's own decree. Because on that cross, God took away he destroyed forever that, that separation that existed between unholy people like you and I and himself because of our sin. And Jesus was forsaken there on that cross for us. Even though rebellion and disobedience in our own lives has caused the destruction of our own hearts and our own relationship with God, God rebuilt it. 
He restored it. And that's why Jesus was there. And so now we, as people, we surround this place. We are, we are gathered here tonight. We are gathered here to watch and to listen and to remember all of that activity that took place. We are gathered here not just to watch and to listen, but to ponder, to think and to consider what God is doing for us. To recognize and realize that surely this was the Son of God. Surely this was the Christ. Surely this was the sacrifice that takes away all my sins and allows me to confidently every single day, any day, any time when I'm fearful, any time when I'm scared, any time when I'm nervous, any time when I feel guilt, that I can go to my God who loves and cares for me so dearly. So dearly that he hung on a tree for me. I pray that you are uplifted, you are encouraged you remember as you watch and as you listen, as you hear all the sights and the sounds of tonight, that you know that all of them point you to this truth, that you are forgiven. In Jesus Christ. Amen.